Hey, Scully, do you know what I absolutely love about VioletNivyBoutique.com? What? Plus sizes that are affordable, stylish, flatter my body, and the dresses have pockets. I was going to say and have pockets. Yes, (laughs) absolutely love it. And what I love uh, about it is it also caters to like non-plus size people. So she has something for everybody. So... How's your experience been with Violet and Ivy? I love the cardigans and that no matter what you get, she has options that you can keep changing the look. So you can get the tank top and wear it with a cardigan. Or if it's summer, you can just wear the tank top. It's covering. It's flattering. You can pair it with a blue one. You can pair it with a yellow one. Like you have multiple options. It looks like you have this wide variety of clothes when you've got two or three options from her. I love it. Absolutely love it. And her nail designs are on point. Hand yeah, it's painted. I can't believe a person does that. I know. She does it. Yeah. Hand painted, press on nails that are affordable. So if you're looking for a great style, check out VioletNivyBoutique.com. Hey, Coffee Breakers. It's AC. And Scully. And we are back with you today for our Mystery Monday episode. So I don't think that Scully actually knows anything about the case. Maybe the name. Just the name, I think. Just the name. Um, and the year. Okay. Older one. Yes. And the year. <laughs> um, but today we are covering the mysterious death. Well, it's not even mysterious death. It's the unsolved murder of Mary Lucinda Strange out of Bardstown, Kentucky. So, Scully, I have a question for you. This, oh, hang on. Is this going to be our first in a series of Kentucky Kentucky ones, though, right? This is the first in a series of Bardstown, Kentucky. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, so hold on. It, this it, town has got some stuff. for Yes, for a small town. Yeah. So... What comes to mind when you hear the phrase, the most beautiful small town in America? What does that mean to you? If you hear that, what do you think? Personally? Yeah. I just picture like really, like the old timey town, like Mm -hmm. where there's stores on each side, country, mountains in the background. Like that's what I picture. Okay. Well, that's Barnstown, Kentucky. Look at me. Yeah. (laughs) It's historical. Everything's been preserved. Preserved, like a little tiny high school. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bardstown, Kentucky. Okay. All right. So, and this is where this whole series is going to take place. All right. And in 2012, it was um, voted USA's today's most beautiful small town in America. Okay. We're going to go back in time. To 1990 for this episode. Um, but Bardstown, Kentucky is one of the oldest towns in Kentucky and it resides in Nelson County. Okay. Bardstown is also known um, as the bourbon capital of the world with distilleries and agriculture being its main source of industry. And that's all according to Wikipedia. Okay. Okay. So, prior to Bardenstown earning the name Most Beautiful Small Town in America, um, Nelson County and Bardenstown had a tragedy strike their community when the population was around 8,000 people. Okay. Um, So, 
Mary Lucinda Strange and her husband Jerome Strange moved to Bardstown, Kentucky in 1983. Okay. They secured a 10-acre property in a private area. Nice. I know, right? Um, and that, that address was 129 Clarkstown Road. Okay. Okay. And they also had two children, a boy and a girl. So they all moved to Bardstown. Okay. Um, and they adjusted well to life in Bardstown. Um, Lucinda started working as a hostess at the local Holiday Inn. Um, and her daughter also were there. Her okay. daughter was 16 years old at this time in 1990. Um, Lucinda kind of got into a routine. Okay. She would go to work. She'd come home with her family, spend some time with her family. But she always took an evening walk. Okay. Okay. Down this. I was like, hey, it sounds like me. And then you mentioned exercise. Okay. <laughs> Not it. <laughs> go ahead. I can't even with you. Um, so, yes. So she would come home and... She would take these walks, but the times would vary depending on her work schedule yeah. and the needs of her family. And probably weather and it was cool. Like she had something to do. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. She always took a portable radio and headphones with her on her walks, which just dates it. Right. So like now it would be like our cell phone and we'd have headphones attached and listening to take a coffee break and chill, chill podcast. podcast while you take this walk. Yes. And uh, keeping your head on a swivel and all that good stuff. Maybe one earbud. Maybe. Don't do both. Just do the ones you can always hear. Because <laughs> we're paranoid. Yes, we're paranoid. Um, but so on Sunday, March 25th, 1990, started off as a normal day um, for the Strange family. And Lucinda and her daughter went to work at the Holiday Inn okay. and then got off, came home, and she left for her walk around 7, 10 p.m., Okay. Okay. And what do we know in the month, did you say? March. Okay. So spring. Yeah. Um, I was just trying to see, like, is it getting dark? Is it still light outside? But it's... It's probably still light. Yeah. But dusk is coming. Yeah. That kind of situation. Um, Unfortunately, Lucinda would never return home. Okay. From her walk. Been about an hour, and Jerome, her husband, was starting to get a little anxious because it was starting to get dark. Where does she typically walk, do we know? Um, from what I can understand, up Clarkstown Road. Okay. So she's not just lapping her 10-acre property or anything like that. Yeah. It's up Clarkstown Road and, like, back. I don't know, like, the mileage or anything okay. like that. But Do, do we know, like, how t- how long she was typically gone? About 30 minutes, from okay. what I can understand. An hour was a little bit longer than normal. Okay. Um, it was around this time that somebody knocked on Jerome's door okay and the person told Jerome that it appeared that someone had been hit by a car near his property and that they needed to call 911 so you gotta remember it's the 90s yeah people don't have cell phones yeah um it's not as readily no it's 1990 okay people don't have cell phones like that you might have like like the car you might have a car phone but even then that was rare yeah so jerome um called 911 and then he ran to the end of the driveway to see what was going on and he quickly noticed that it was lucinda 
that was crumpled up near her the driveway. Hit by a car? It was less than 200 feet from the strange property. That's what it appeared to be. Like, that's what everybody thought to So she's coming with. home, though? Like, she was on her way back? It, you can't tell? You can't really tell, but the way that it's portrayed to me, the way that I take it is like she was walking like it happened as soon as she hit that edge of the trees okay so like their driveway goes down and there's like woods Mm -hmm. well not woods but trees that kind of line the road it's like as soon as she got into that covert of trees is when she was attacked um but that's not for sure but you're saying she was on the side of the road that she would have been on to walk up the road. Away from yeah. the house. Mm-hmm. But you're saying it wasn't a hit? No, it was not a hit and run. That's what everybody thought. So Jerome covered his wife with his jacket and waited for help to arrive, 911 to arrive. I understand doing that, but I hate he did that. I do too because it contaminates. Yeah. His daughter ran out to see what was going on. He wouldn't let her Absolutely near not. it. Um. When the coroner arrived, it was originally thought that Lucinda had been the victim of a hit and run. However, during examination, the truth was much more vicious. Okay. The coroner realized that Lucinda had been stabbed over 40 times. Jeez. And had severe injuries to her head. Like blunt force? Like blunt force injuries to her head, yes. Jeez, okay. Um, And she was 39 years old. Oh, Okay. That hurts. I'm 39. Yeah. I just turned 39. She was That's vicious. Like, how rural is this road? Are there it's no, pretty rural. There's no neighbors? You got to think, they're on a 10-acre property. So, yeah, I'm sure there's neighbors, but there's probably really spread out. Okay. It's just really weird that somebody's just creeping in the woods, like, waiting for her. Well, there was a lot of rumors and theories surrounding her murder. Um, one consisted of Lucinda being murdered by a co-worker or someone related to a co-worker because she had seen a drug deal or heard about illegal activity because there was a drug bust about a week prior at the hotel. Uh, a law enforcement was not able to determine a connection, though. Wow. So it's been 33 years and the case remains unsolved. Wow. So she was brutally murdered, make, taking her walk. Yes. And barely got off her property. Right. So let's discuss. Okay. I mean, that's somebody waiting. That's what it seems like, right? Like somebody, I mean, I buy into the, she saw something she wasn't supposed to see. Right. And they knew her routine. She was easy to, I mean, I hate to say that, but they targeted her. But it's her somebody because, who knew her routine, right? Yeah. Like, you don't know if I go on walks. Like, no, but I do... I do put it towards somebody in her coworker type thing that knows like general conversation, like, Oh yeah. I walk every afternoon mm-hmm. or like, I know your typical day picking up your young and going home. Like, I don't know what you do all in the meantime, but, but what if she says like, Oh, every night I love to take a walk. That's what I do. I mean, I could see you mentioning that to a coworker, oh, yeah, for sure. not thinking anything about it. Yeah, for sure. Mm, that's so scary. So let's run down the possibilities. All right. Cause you know me. Um, what's, what, what are the possibilities that happen to Lucinda? Could it be just some strange serial killer? Potential that it's just a random act of random act of violence. Oh, I do want to mention that her radio 
was still with her. Nothing was missing. So it's not like a theft. So it's, it's not literally a just somebody attacking someone. So there's like a, I say like a one percent that it's just a legit random act of violence. Right. It's it's not probable, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. But I think it's ninety nine percent something that happened at her job. That's me personally because it just doesn't make sense. If she had no issues with neighbors. She had nothing that we know of. There was, I'm assuming, law enforcement talked to all those people around to see if, if she had any, what are the, enemies? Yeah. If anybody rubbed. But she seems like a person that, like I said, did her job, went home, spent time with her family, but then added that exercise. Right. So there's not a lot of information out here about the case. Like, so I don't know. I do know that it, a few years after this happened, Jerome sold the property and moved um but there's just not a lot of information out there like as far as like what has been investigated so it's a little frustrating and i can't get anything because it's still an active and open investigation you know it's not that's like so cold yeah it is it's a cold case but yeah but i I know it's a cold case but it's still active but it's like no it's not like you've not done anything on that case probably in decades probably so so, who killed Lucinda Strange, and why? Like, was it she heard something, and maybe they felt that she narked? Maybe. Or is it a situation of there's a serial killer out there, and he just picked one? Or was it somebody jealous? I don't know. I mean, honestly, don't know. I go with something for work because somebody had to know her routine just to be chilling out there. It, it has to be somebody close, you mm-hmm. would think. Somebody who knew her stabbing. routine 40 times. That's now, a lot of stabbing. It is. And then I also think, well, if you had told me something was stolen, like she had money on her, it was gone, the Walkman was gone or something, I'd be like, okay. Maybe. It's potential. I, I picture like just someone tweaking out, right. saw her, took it, you know, killed her, and then took off. Right. But... There's no sexual aspect to this case. Not that I know of. It's just straight violence and then beating her. So that, no. Something right. No. I don't like it. Um, But it's been 33 years. So if you do know anything about the murder of Lucinda Strange, please contact Nelson County Sheriff's Office. So, I also want to give out my sources for this. It was Oxygen docuseries about Crystal Rogers, who will be featured in this Bardstown, Kentucky series. She's probably one of the most widely covered um, missing person guys. But when I was actually looking, all this got started with Brooke Farthing. Yep. Um, and I went down a rabbit hole. Because I made the comment that multiple women had been yeah. missing or whatever. So she's like, I have to go look at that. And I did. And then I swear I found Crystal Rogers. And then from Crystal Rogers, I found Lucinda Strange, Jason Ellis, the Netherlands, and um, Crystal Rogers' father. Yeah. So we're covering all of that. Yeah, Bardstown, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you got going on. But like the prettiest place, but you got some For a population density of what they have, it's 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 a little shifty. A little, little yeah, little little concerning. But anyway, my sources are the Oxygen Jockey series, um Mark Hoover from Claremont Sun, Joel Shipper from 
WDRM, Wikipedia, and BiggestUSCities.com. So that's my sources for this episode. So, all right, this is a reminder. The next episode in this series is going to be on Jason Ellis. That will be featured on Patreon. Jason Ellis was a Bardtown City Police officer that was essentially ambushed Mm -hmm. and murdered in 2013. And that's what we'll be covering on our Mystery Monday Patreon only for next week. If you want access to that, go to Patreon. Subscribe to our Patreon. It's $3 a month. Yes. It gets you access. But hold up. Until we post the episode, they can't subscribe. So... On Monday of next week, if you want to hear Jason Ellis, go to Patreon, subscribe. It's going to be the $3 tier. They won't let you do the tiers unless there's content. Yeah. So. That's weird. But I guess it makes sense. That way you can't be like, ha I got your money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Got it. It's going to be there. So. On Monday, go check it out. On Monday, go check it out. We will be back for another True Crime Wednesday. Um, Not sure what case we're doing yet but we'll figure it out between now and wednesday yes and um that is all that is all all socials follow like subscribe share with a friend yes that's what ac wants for her birthday yes tell a friend (laughs) tell a friend tell a friend all right coffee breakers remember the number one rule head on a swivel bye good night (laughs) 